What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Forgotten Jesus Podcast. My name's Andrew. Uh, we got Robbie and Candy. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop introducing <laughs> like you guys. I like the introductions. I like the yeah. introductions. We should okay. introduce you. Yeah. Okay. Hey, from Welcome the top, to the Forgotten pastor, Jesus. take yeah. it over. Welcome to the Forgotten Jesus Podcast. We're here today with Andrew Bolton. Hey, joining us, the resident theologian. That's right. And Candace Galley, <laughs> the uh, constructive criticizer. No, that is not true. Honey. I'm gonna... She helps. She helps. Do you okay, know so I, since well, you, you know did the intro, along, does that mean Candy and I have to argue the whole time? Here we go. I'm Here just, we go. You know, when I first came along, hello, I had a guy. Oh, yeah? Start an anonymous email oh, yeah, account. I heard about me. This. this is a true story. And his email account was, a cons- I mean, uh, the first one was uh, called to be an observer oh, at gmail.com. You can't even make this up. It's a true story. And he tells me the first week I'm here, I come along, he said, listen, I'm older than you. I've been here a lot longer than you. God has given me the gift of helping pastors through constructive criticism. Wow. But did he give you his name? He never gave me his name. I eventually, eventually found out who yeah. he was, but oh, here's what's crazy. Goodness. What's crazy is it was a lot of criticism, not a lot of construction. Oh, so, how about that? Anyway, okay, Andy does on. not do that. She's yeah. very helpful. Very helpful. Very helpful. It's like the Holy Spirit in your life. Thank she, you. she is the Holy Spirit. Great help. She's like an angel. She's got the eyes That's of right. an angel. Okay, moving on. What are we talking Let's about? Let's move today? on. All right, here we go. Moving on again uh, through Zechariah. Here we go. Zechariah. Okay, so right. why, why did Zechariah, why was he mute yeah. when he... Question God. That's kind of where we left off last episode. And what does it mean to prepare the way for the Lord? Okay. Sure. Sure. So here's the yeah. thing. Let me just make a point on this. And we, we and it's good. Two that totally different thoughts. No, we're yeah, going to get yeah, there. I just there. don't want to miss what I, I, I promised last okay. time. What gotcha. we talked about. Okay. But here's the thing about it. W- the way they prepared the way from, for the Lord back then is not different than the way we prepare the way for the Lord in our own life today, okay? Now, we're not preparing the way for Jesus in the flesh, God himself coming, entering our life in the present day, you know, appearing before us. But we do prepare the way of the Lord for the presence and power of God to be in and through our lives today. It's the same way, okay? Okay. How did they prepare the way for the Lord? What does it say? They what? Turn the heart. Through Repentance. Mm -hmm. Repentance, you got to remember, has always been the doorway or the threshold you you have to walk through in order to prepare the way of the Lord. Now, what does repentance do? Repentance acknowledges a few things. Repentance. You have to acknowledge that God is God and you're not. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a big deal. It's a lot of humility. So there's humility. Number two is you have to acknowledge that God knows best for your life and you don't. Right. That's repentance, yeah. okay? But number three is you have to have a change of mind. Here's what it is. Yeah, about the sin. About sin. Okay. Yeah. Which is Which what is, confession is. Confession yeah. is not just let me confess out loud. Jesus. Right. It is I acknowledge at the root core, watch this if you're listening, at the core, the word confession, confess with your mouth. Confession is agreeing with God mm. about sin. Right. Yes. It's seeing sin as he sees it. Yeah. Right. For some of you, with all due respect, if you're looking at porn, right, right, or you're gossiping, mm-hmm. or you're uh, sleeping with your girlfriend or boyfriend before marriage, that's sin. Now, right. you may minimize it or justify it or rationalize it and say, well, but it's not really bad. Oh, we're going to get married. What are you yeah, talking yeah. about? That is not confessing. Confessing is saying the same thing God says. Yeah. And then the last part is there has to be a return or a walking to God, meaning right. you have to walk away from sin. There's a difference between remorse and repentance. Mm-hmm. Do you know what remorse and repentance, you know the difference, Andrew? Uh, You've seen this in student ministry. Well, lives. I mean, remorse is that, would you say that's like when, man, I feel bad. 
about this, but I'm not really, but you don't change anything. Correct. Yeah. Or repentance. I'm not saying remorse can't lead to change. Like some people are remorseful and change. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then they're repentance. Yeah. Right. That's where it turns into repentance. You know, I see this a lot with addiction. And right. I've counseled a lot of people in addiction. When a, when a parent comes up to me, and this has always been my practice, when a parent, and if, for those who don't know, I have a past of addiction, car mm-hmm. accident, drugs and alcohol, heroin, cocaine, started drinking at 16, radically saved 21 years ago. Uh, 20, 21? Yeah, 21 years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, no, is this year 21, 22? About to be 21. Well, it's about to be 20, 2002, 21. Yeah, 21, you were sorry. saved. Yeah, 21. But here's the point. So when a parent comes to me and says on Sunday or through the week, I need you to call my son. He's mm-hmm. addicted to drugs and alcohol. Right. My response is, oh, he, man, I need you to help me right now. He's hemmed up in a house. He's yeah. held up here. Could you come help me? You need to go talk to him. Right. Here, what is my response? The it temptation is. is to go help, but what right. is my response? Well, there's a couple things. That person didn't get there overnight. That's true. So- that's the thing. Well, you just go ahead because yeah. I could say a lot yeah, about yeah. this. The, yeah. <clears throat> the, well, another thing I got to remind myself is your 9-11, you know, 9-1-1 fire mm-hmm. is not my emergency. Which is, and, it, I almost feel guilty for not making it my emergency. I know, right. I so know. That's a real it's, tension. That's hard, yeah. Well, and yes, and I used to feel guilty, but you got to remember, when you deal in this realm of addiction and mm-hmm. alcoholism, you want to care for people's needs in the church. But right. when you deal in the area of addiction and alcoholism, it's always right. an alarm fire. Everything's right. now, and they need you to help now. And, my, and I got to remind myself, number one is they didn't get there overnight. Right. And number two, it's not going to change overnight, right. okay? And so that's the first thing. But the thing is, I'll always say, great, I'd love to talk to them. Have them call me. Right. Have oh, yeah. them set an appointment with me. Right. 95% of the time, this is anecdotal. Yeah. Most of the time, guess what happens? They don't do that. They don't. They never call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, but if or, they take that step. Yes. Now, now watch this. Here's the, here's the thing. Or the parents will book a meeting with me right. and bring the child in. And that's totally different. Okay. And I'll ask them a couple key questions. Mm-hmm. And it's early on that I realized the difference between report, remorse and repentance. Here's the difference. Remorse is, watch this. We caught Johnny smoking pot. Right. Remorse is he's going to, he got picked up by the police. Remorse is he's facing jail time. I don't want to do that. Repentance is this. When they come in and say, I have screwed up royally. Mm-hmm. I know it's a sin and I will do anything to make it right. right. You tell whatever I have to do to make it right. Repentance is I have wronged God and right. someone else right. and I will do anything to make it right, period. Yep. That's the difference. And you will take the steps to do it. Right. Okay. The same thing happened back then as it's happening now. Okay, let's continue. Okay, Verse 18. I mean, real quick, can you be, okay, so most people get caught in my opinion before they just get help. So can you still have repentance even if it comes out of getting caught? Oh, sure. I mean, I think anybody can. I mean, can, I think so as well. I just, yeah, yeah. I think I anybody say, can. You you can yeah. get caught and then, you That's know. like what God uses yeah. to <clears throat> help you finally yeah, stop yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say too. True repentance. Repentance, all normally mm-hmm. repentance comes from remorse, mm-hmm. but remorse isn't always repentance. Right. Go ahead, what were you yeah. going to say? Okay. No, I was just going to say that the, the whole point of repentance is when you finally your eyes are open to see the sin as God sees the sin. And when you see the sin as God sees the sin, you don't want to keep doing it. And that's when the, the, it's like the light bulb will go off. What is the change belief? It's change behavior. Yeah. Change belief, change change behavior. behavior. Yeah. 
So you yeah, have this to see. This is not behavior modification. <clears throat> right, it right. leads to yeah. belief. Belief always changes behavior. That's why we spend time on this podcast. That's why you're listening because mm-hmm. the more you believe and understand about yeah. God, it changes the way you well, live. Right. And talking about repentance, I think the problem sometimes. I know this is for was for me back, you know, before I was a Christian and even understood what repentance was. I knew that there were things in life that were right and wrong, mm-hmm. good choices and bad choices. I knew that I had been raised that way. Um, things that were moral and things that were not, you know, that whole thing. But I did not look at the wrong as sin against a holy God. Mm, It was just a right right or a wrong choice. But when you begin to see that those things that you're doing in life that you know, you feel a little guilty about, there's something there that's Mm -hmm. saying this is not a good choice. When you realize that those choices are sin against a holy God and that that choice that you're making, the wrong choice, the sinful choice is what kept Jesus on the cross. When you begin to understand that, it becomes so much more, um, Mm. you know, impactful. Yeah, yeah. Is that that, that the wrong is actually sin. It's not just something that's hurting you. Or hurting another person, yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it was against it was against God first and foremost, and then everything else. And so, I think there there has to become that that point in time where you begin to see that that does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. And the way you determine true repentance mm-hmm. is a changed life. Yeah. He who finishes till the end will be saved. What what the what, what the what the epistle writer saying is not you have to work to be saved to the end. What they're saying is, if you're truly born again, you will do good works to the end. You will finish to the end. Okay, verse 18, let's pick it up, Candy. Luke 1, 18, for those who are joining us. How can I know this? Zechariah asked the angel, for I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. Okay, what's he asking? Because just to fill in How can this be true? How can this be true that we're gonna have a kid, we've been barren for all these years. Yeah. It's been a, black cloud over his life and his ministry and his relationships. Mm-hmm. How yeah. can this happen? Boy, uh, and, and this, this, this applies to so many people listening because this is, you've been in the waiting room for far too long. Right. The ship has sailed. The tour bus is long gone. Right. You, you've missed it. Your ticket, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you, you've been looked over. And yet now he's given up. Right. And so he asks, how can this be? For I'm still an old man. My wife was alone in years, okay? Mm-hmm. What he's asking in a sense is, I need you to show me a sign. Did you know Zechariah probably would have been from Missouri? The show me state. The show me state. Did you know that? The show me state. But anyway, okay. Go to Genesis 15, 8. You're a great show- dad. Yeah. That was a good dad. That was a good dad, Jake. Okay, you got that. Yeah. Genesis 15, 8. I want to show you the connection here between Zechariah and Abraham, who is in a very similar situation. Remember, okay. Abraham and Sarah, or Sarai, are waiting for a child. They're right. barren. They've been given a promise from God. Genesis 15, 8, what does it say? But he said, Lord God, how can I know that I will possess it? Ooh, almost the same mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Almost the same question. Okay, let's keep reading. Which one? Okay, let's keep reading verse 19, Candace. Going 19. Back to Luke. Yeah, 19. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, this is going to be back really to good. Okay. okay, keep going. Luke 19, the angel answered him. I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. Now listen, you will become silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words. Okay, let's stop there. Okay. Okay. You did not believe my words. Watch this. This has got to go into Jewish literature, but according to the Jewish literature, there are actually four angels of God. 
Okay. So most angels are just kind of messengers that do tasks and different things. But there are actually four cardinal angels who are in the army of God. And they all, according to Jewish literature, the Mishnah, have duties. Now, we right. know of two of them, mm-hmm. but right. I'm going to give you two more. Okay. And you've probably never heard these four. The first one is... Uh, you, you name the first two we know. Okay. Who are they? You got Gabriel, you got Michael. Okay. Michael is basically, in li- Jewish literature, his name is basically meaning what? Do you know what Gabriel means? Or uh, when Michael. Gabriel no. arrives? Gabriel or Michael? Michael? I'm sorry, Gabriel. Gabriel means what? Messenger. Mess- well, true. Yeah? No. No. <laughs> well, well, he's bringing news. Yeah, no, well, angelos, angel means messenger. Oh. sent one, yeah. No, okay. Gabriel means hero of God. That's what he means to the Jewish culture. That's what they think of, okay? Michael means what when you think of Michael? Warrior. He's a warrior, but his name is who is like God. Michael is who is like God. We said this before. When Gabriel shows up, he's got a strong word of good news from right. God. From God, yeah. When Michael shows up, Uh-oh. he's laying... He's handling business. He's handling yeah. business, yeah. He's going to lay the gauntlet down. All right, the other two are Raphael. Did you know this? Raphael. I feel like I have heard this. Raphael, which means the healing of God. Okay. And then the last one is Uriel. U-R-I-E-L. Uriel, which means the light of God. Wow. The light of God. Okay. okay. So you have these four angels here, and Gabriel actually, we said is mentioned a few times in the Bible. I'm going to save that until we get to Gabriel's prediction of Jesus's birth. We're going to show you those connections. But I just wanted to make note there. Okay, so we have the angel coming. Gabriel says, I'm going to come. I was sent to give you the good news, and you are to be silent. Verse 20. Let's read that again so we know. Now listen. Now listen. You will become silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words. Okay, now. Which will be fulfilled in their proper time. Okay. Why is that such a big deal for him not to speak? Well, well, I mean, for anybody not to be able to speak, it's a big deal. Yes. Because now he can't... <laughs> anybody speak, well, yeah, that okay, is true. So now yeah. God's told commu- him this amazing news yeah. Yeah, that he can't He can't even, even communicate share. it in his own words. Okay, yes. Okay, so here's what's happening here. Uh, we have... There's How do you a think lo- he told her? I mean, can they write? Yeah. He would have, like, come out and he'd have been like, he you know... He write in the sand. Jesus did that. Like, how, how would you... They didn't have notepads or, or computers they could type letters on for sure. Right. But Well, he did have to write something about who his, his name was going to be, John. Yeah, no, no, he did that. Okay, no, okay, let me just back up here. Okay. Can you imagine, though, like the charades? Not, not I'm not trying to minimize <laughs> this, but like, you know how the game charades when you act it out? Yeah. You wonder no, how, how Zachariah comes out and he's yeah. like, you know, like, heard from God. You know, Candy, how about you practice that for a second? <laughs> Candy, you, you know, practice charades. You pa- practice charades yes. while Pastor finish with you. Yeah. charade. Okay, so when I talk, you act it out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. No, okay, here, here's how it works. So he comes out and he basically starts by asking for a sign. Now, this is where a lot of debate has, and I'm going to give you one observation. I don't know for certain if this is it, but I have a strong feeling this is, okay? But again, there's a lot of debate, a lot of scripture, I mean, a lot of pages written about this, a lot of ink spilled on this. The question is, why does Zechariah get punished right. when Mary asks a similar question? Let me just go there just for context, and I want to show you Mary's question when the same angel tells her the same kind of miraculous birth. Can you okay. go to, just go to the next chapter, Luke, next uh, section, Luke chapter 1, verse 34. I want you to see what Mary says to the same angel uh, a couple months later, six okay. months later. 
Mary asked the angel, how can this be since I have not had sexual relations with a man? Okay, so it seems like in English, the same question. Right. Mary is honored. Mary gets to go on. Mary gets to speak. Mary goes, okay. But Zechariah is punished. Well, the situation's a little different. Okay, what's the difference? Well, she had never been intimate with a man. True, so, true. Biologically, that would have been impossible. Yes. She would have known that. Boy, Candy's onto it today. That is interesting she just said that word. Really? Possible. Yeah, possible is the key mm-hmm. word. Well, because I think at the end of the day, truly, mm-hmm. the reason he is punished and she is not is because God knows their hearts. He knows what's in the heart. He knows the motivation. He knows any, any thoughts we have. And he said, Gabriel says, you did not believe. I have yeah. came, God sent me here to give you this good news and you didn't believe. He didn't tell Mary that. If Mary had not believed, he would have told her the same thing. Yeah. There's something there mm. that we don't see now that is true. on the surface the, and God knows our God hearts. God knows the hearts, right? right. You can't so play games with There God. has to be something okay. there in his questioning or disbelief, whatever it might've been. Um, but, you know, he's not a bad guy. We all have that problem. Right. We well, would have all reacted in the same exact way. Okay, let me let me uh, add to the uh, drama. Let me heighten the drama, okay? okay? We have a few instances in the Old Testament where God comes to the people, tells them something miraculous is going to happen, mm-hmm. and they ask for a sign. And most of them, if not all, get oh, a pass. Yeah. Well. Get a pass. You ready for this? There's three of them. Okay. Okay? The first one is the one we just read earlier, Abraham and Sarah. Okay. He says, this, yeah. how do we know this? And God gives him a pass, it looks like. Mm-hmm. You're okay, okay? What's the second? Who's the second guy who asks for a sign and God allows him to put out a fleece? fleece. Who is it? Gideon? Gideon. Look at Candy. That She's on good. it. Yes, I don't know how I know that. Right. That was the Holy fleece. Spirit. Wow. You did not re- get revealed this from flesh and blood, but my father from mm-hmm. heaven. <laughs> right? That's what Jesus was there. Okay. Uh, so Gideon, and here's the last one. You probably won't get this one. I don't think I knew this one until I studied it. Wait, wait. Don't tell us. <laughs> I just us. said you're not going to get no, it. No, tell us. Said, I have no Candy, idea. No, no, no. Is very competitive, as you can tell. She's going to figure it I out. I want to know if I know it. So. Okay, here we go. Is it in a certain book? Mephibosheth. <laughs> that is pretty good because it's out there. It's for time Hezekiah. Okay. We don't have time, babe. I wouldn't Hezekiah. have known. I known No, it. I know you wouldn't have known because I didn't have to. I had to look it up. Okay. Now, Hezekiah asked for a sign and God gives him a pass. Okay. Now, watch this. But here we are with Zechariah, who's a holy man. He's in the presence of God. And Mary, who's a young girl, probably a teenager, 15, 16, she asked. Now, the difference is in the asking of the question. Okay. And the difference is what they ask for, okay? What Mary asks is basically her question is, how is this humanly possible? Right. She's not asking a question about the yeah. power of God yeah. or the sovereignty of God or, or, the, or the fact that God can... She, um, let me back up. She's not asking a question about show me something to prove it. She's mm-hmm. not saying prove it to me. She's saying this is an impossible task, humanly speaking, right. because I haven't had sex with anyone. Yeah. And so it's impossible, humanly speaking, right? Right. What, has a, or what Zechariah is asking is what? A sign. He wants a sign. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I want you to show me. Yeah. You're going to have to show me. Prove this yeah. through a sign. Now watch this. There's an interesting take on what happens, okay? okay? So watch what happens. So then, verse 20, it says, now listen, you will become what? Silent and unable to speak. Okay, in a sense, you ready for this? That is the sign. Ooh, wow. 
That's the sign. Here's your sign. He says, okay, this seems impossible. You're going to have to give me a sign. And God says, the angel says, I'm going to give you a sign. For nine months, you won't say a word, and it will be the sign that you just came in contact with me. You got to remember, they didn't have pregnancy tests. Right. They didn't have, uh, you know, they didn't have doctors back then. So the way you had to just wait, you know, a couple of months and, and, and get to the point. So basically he says, you want to take a sign home, you won't talk for the rest of mm. your life. Wow. For the rest of the birth. For the rest of the birth. Yeah, the pregnancy. And so basically he goes home and he's not able to talk again. And so when the angel speaks, he's basically saying, this is the sign. Now let's continue on because I want to get through this to the end. And he says, this will be, it will happen, which will be fulfilled in its proper time or mm-hmm. their proper time. There is uh, a Jewish tradition that said that uh, well, the, the Jews believe that Abraham and Sarah birthed John on, I mean, birth um, Isaac? Isaac on Passover. Mm. And they say, because if you go back in the Genesis account, I think it's Genesis 18, four, um, 14, I think it is. It's in Genesis where he says, you will birth the son and he will come at the appointed time or in the, the, proper, pr- time. the proper time, specific mm-hmm. time. So the mm-hmm. Jewish culture, the rabbis believed that was Passover. The Jewish rabbis also believed that Elijah will come back on, you ready for this? On Passover announcing the Messiah's return, okay? Now, they believe, the, 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 the Messianic Jewish rabbis say this, believe, and guys that we know uh, and, and respect will say, the reason the, that Luke says will be fulfilled at the specific time is he's saying in code word, John will be born on Passover. Oh, wow. Okay, now watch this. Why is that important? Because in a Jewish Passover Seder, they leave a seat at the table every year on Passover empty for who? The Jews do this, not the Messianic Jews, not those who believe in Jesus. The Jews uh, at a Passover Seder, I don't know if you know this, they do the Passover yeah. Seder. They remember the Old Testament Passover. Yeah. And for those who don't know, what is a Seder? A like Seder is just right? a, a, yeah, a Passover like meal, but it's, right. um, it's, a, it's a process. It's a ceremony. ceremony right, Passover right, right. ceremony, yeah. They always leave an empty chair. You go to any Jewish right. Passover today, an empty chair for who? Is it for the coming Messiah? No. Why not? Well, it, it has to do with the coming Christ. Messiah, but who's the chair for? It's a person. Elijah. Hmm. To this day, the Jewish, did y'all know this in the room? Vivian, you didn't know? This? Okay, you didn't know. To this day. There's an empty chair at the Jewish Passover Seder. Just look it up online. Just look Passover Seder, empty chair. They leave the empty chair for Elijah to return. So it reminds them every year that when Elijah come, the Messiah is on his heels. I just think it's fascinating that Mm -hmm. in here, this little line, which we Western American Christians sometimes miss because we don't know that line, which will be fulfilled in their proper time, in, in his proper time, basically it's giving a hint, a nod. We don't know for sure that maybe John was born on Passover, which would connect the whole thing because John is coming in the image of Elijah. Elijah was con- con- you know, believed to uh, come back on Passover. So it all ties together. Let's finish real quickly, but I want to show you what happened. Meanwhile, the people waited outside for Zechariah, amazed that he, and one more insight, we're done. He <laughs> stayed so long in, in the, the sanctuary. sanctuary. And when he did come out, he could not what? 
He couldn't speak. Who couldn't, okay. Now, why is this important? Do one more insight. We're Look, done. And mm-hmm. this is good. This says, okay, when he did come out, he could not speak to them. Then they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He was making signs to them. Charades. Mm. Charades. And remained, Spiritual charades. And remained speechless. Okay, now here's the deal. Why is that important? Because when the guy with the incense, and remember, he's waited his whole life. He's, right. watched, he's watched hundreds of guys go before him to go in there. And now it's his big turn to go in. And what does he do? He takes too long. Right. They were supposed to not take long. Why? Because they needed to go in and out, say a quick prayer, because if they lingered long enough, the people thought something was wrong. Thought they died. And they couldn't go in unless right. it was their duty, so they thought he would have gotten in trouble. So they were supposed to go in, say a few of the prayers, and come out. They were worried he was taking too long, so they assumed something happened. And watch this. When he comes out... Oh, there's a crowd. He's as white as a ghost. He's... <laughs> Literally, as white as it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Look at Candy. She, Candy sometimes <laughs> will say jokes that she laughs at herself about. She cracks herself. <laughs> I wish. I wish I'm I got that joke. She will. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here. That was a good dad joke too, Bob. Okay, but she comes out. As, she she says as white as a ghost. But anyway, because he'd seen one. Okay, so he comes out and he and he could not speak. Now, why is this important? One final thing, and we're done. What was the priest supposed to do the moment he came out the temple from from burning the incense? What was he supposed to pray over the assembly that was waiting? Do you know what he was supposed to pray? The ironic blessing. That's ironic. It's, couldn't pray it. It's going downhill bad today. <laughs> it, is, it is bad today. Is that how you say that? The, ironic? Uh, the ironic, yeah, because it's two A's. Curious. Isn't yeah. it ironic? A-A-ronic? A-A-ron? It's not ironic. It's ironic. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm okay. just kidding. No, they would say the ironic blessing. You say ironic or ironic blessing, and basically he can't. He would right. say, may the Lord bless, bless you and, and keep, keep you, you in his face. Station. That's the blessing. He would say that. Wow. And he couldn't and he do could, that. He... And so they realized something happened because wow. he went in speaking and, and, exci- came out not. and yeah, excited or came in, went in, speak, uh, went in speaking and nervous, came out excited and mute. Wow. And they deduce, okay, something happened in, in here. There. We've never seen anything like it. And so next week we'll continue on. Mm-hmm. Um as we walk through this, I want to make one final thing is just some homework. Verse 25 at the end of chapter one says he was, he has looked with favor in the, we'll pick that up next week because that's a little insane. Okay. So right. just saw to see if you could figure out verse 25, what connection is mm-hmm. the final phrase connected to in the Old Testament of verse 25? Okay. That's your homework one assignment. 25, everybody. 125. All right. Well, Pastor Candy, thank you so much. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. If you have, share it with a friend. Man, we love meeting new people along the journey, helping people digest and understand Scripture for me in a whole new way. This is nothing, Mm -hmm. Pastor, I've ever learned growing up. Uh, Just a reminder, we have the discussion guide for you and your group in the show notes. So anywhere you're listening to this, there's a link there with the show notes, anything we've talked about. Or your family or your your discipleship group with your exactly. home in your home. Yeah. And that's very Hebraic, by the way. Yes. That's how the Jewish people learn. They learned in community discussing right. poorly. Right. Mm. All right. This is my part of the podcast. Oh, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If so, <laughs> but I did the uh, introduction. So you see, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you can close this out. All, All right. right. Thanks for joining us today. Share it with a friend. I hope you liked it. See you next week.